What's up, guys? Welcome to Roaring Podcast, where we interview experts in tech and product management, providing insights and tips on how to digitize and automate your business processes. My name is Jesper Kask, and I'm your host. So you've probably heard of open banking, but what is open finance? Together with today's guest, Kim Orantala, development manager at Finnish bank Säästöpanki, we dive into this exciting topic. We talk about the definition of open finance, what it enables, and what the future might look like. Enjoy. Okay, so welcome, Kimo. It's uh, great to have you here. Great to be here. Thanks. And one of the questions that we will we'll dive straight into them, and, and the question I like to start off with is, what do you love the most about digitization? Well, it's probably the easiness, you know. I'm the probably uh, much older generation guy, at least, than you are. So, so mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember those times as people had to choose all the minor things manually <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's no going back to that time so so that that's that's definitely one thing and then you know it's the basic 24 7 accessibilities and, and such that you don't have to go any place uh, uh, services and, and service providers companies are like fighting to get in, into Europe. You don't have to queue on any offices or anything like that anymore. So so those at least. The basic easiness, uh, it's it's funny that uh, I've been always, like uh, as a dig- digital developer, I've been uh, fortunate enough to do or, or change the world to, to the way I like like it to be. So <laughs> so in, in, that, in that sense, I have always enjoyed to like... Uh, uh, developing uh, new services and, and stuff. Mm. And we're here to talk about open finance today. Uh, and I think open banking is probably a more familiar term for, for a lot of people out there. Uh, so what is open finance and how do you define it and how does it differ from open banking? Well, if I start from open banking, that's more easy to like define because at least in European level, it's it's mostly based on a PSD2 regulation and two APIs, basically, uh, accounts and, and transaction information on the other hand, and then uh, paying uh, on the other hand, and everything beyond, in a way, uh, regarding financial institutions and, and their products, uh, to say loans, mortgages, uh, stocks, funds, you know, whatever, they are part of the uh, open finance world, and there's uh, like a situation at the moment that it's not regulated yet, but we are going there. There's going to be like a European-wide regulation also also concerning a wider range of financial products. And, and also the situation is that the, uh, some forerunner banks and, and some companies are already like offering APIs concerning those products, but they are not regulated uh, in, in any way. So, mm. so you don't get the like a how do I say, the perfect usability at least concerning those products yet when it comes to like re-engineering stuff and such, just like that, that. We're waiting for the regulation. And, and when the regulations arrive, uh, how much of a roadblock, roadblock do you think compliance will be in terms of innovation in open finance? Well, I don't know if it's a roadblock or not. It's it's easier the, to, to know the rules. You have the like... Uh, Feel and then again, uh, mm. as a, as as uh, at least some of the banks, for example, us, we are also like acting as a TPP role. We are uh, offering multi banking service to our customers, 
So in a sense, it's easier to, to implement those uh, external APIs to our service when we are we know that what we are going to get and it's it's going to be like a great great documented uh, services and, and and stuff like that. So in that sense, it's easier. But then again, in a wider sense, there's always a, like a two two sides of the coin. And you know, just when you are thinking of, about available resources, it's always like a, a challenge for smaller banks and challenger banks and and companies outside of the uh, uh, banking scene to like end that the banking business because so so much of the uh, resources is just uh, going to feel the uh, compliance and regulation that needs to be done anyway. But then again, mm. uh, there's a, like a, even a third side of the coin, which which means that the banking businesses is based on trust. And you're basically, if you're not like compliant and you're not like feeling the compliance rules, you're you're like out of the business altogether. Mm. So in, the, in in that sense, it's also good for the business to be compliant. Mm. What what does open finance enable in terms of you work at a bank and, and you mm. work with these questions? What does it enable uh, from a consumer standpoint? What do you, what do you get as a consumer that you wouldn't otherwise? Well, probably all kind of stuff. There's like a hundreds, at least or at least tens of the use cases already, like different mm. companies are are offering. And uh, from our point of view, for example, just to get the, like a 360 view for like uh, people's assets and and their like everyday finance would be too great to have like a, a client in the center of the uh, of, of his or her services, not the bank itself. Nowadays we can only offer like the visibility to our own products, but but I, I want to see the future that there's like a really like a uh, different uh, kind of a paradigm of of user centricity and the people are really in the center of their services and the, to get get all all their assets, all their like financial issues uh, based on in one place uh, regarding what bank or what institution is offering those. And it's it's not not it's not even only the financial stuff. It's going to be like a many many other stuff like assets. At least in Finland, there's there's many kind of assets that are coming outside of the bank banking scene. There's like a uh, household and and forest and land assets and and even like cars and such, which you could could uh, have some some kind of a price and calculate it together. Mm. And in terms of your operations and your your business with a 360 view, you would probably be able to provide better service and better, uh, uh, more personalized offers, for example. Um, in what way does that help the consumer? Do you think? Uh, well, one good uh, one good example would be probably like a, a trajecting, you know, the present situation to future. And uh, calculating uh, what do you need to live the uh, kind of a life you want in the future. If you could mm. get get like a pension from from outside uh, outside to your service and and uh, uh, assets that are there and calculate the uh, uh, like the value which is going to like a you could have a like a 360 view or now and 360 view of a, like a estimated future situation. Then we could like a offer some something that uh, for example funds 
or any saving savings that uh, would be that uh, our customer would be able to live a kind of a life that she or he would want at old age. Yeah, I love that. That's that's great uh, and a great example of, of what what's possible with open finance. Um, and what kind of initiatives are you guys working on, and, and what will change uh, for your consumers? I don't know how much you can tell me. <laughs> so of course, there's probably a lot that I cannot really tell at the moment, but I can of course tell that we have what we have been doing. We have been like uh, implementing our PSD2 services, and they're up and running already and I, and I have to say I'm a bit surprised that it's not the situation with all the banks at the moment even in Finland even though mm. it's a mandatory thing to have those up and running and then we have like a, our uh, internal uh, not even internal but our like a, uh, own API integration layer that we can integrate uh, different uh, outside uh, information sources and that's that's how we have done it or a multi-banking service, for example, which we launched uh, mm. like a half a year ago to our like, uh, personal customers. Uh, and uh, <laughs> actually today we launched it to our business customers. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's minor issues here and there, but uh, yeah, it's out. Yeah, they're, they're difficult to avoid when you release new things. <laughs> yeah, that's always the case. And when you're trying to personalize and... and do these kind of initiatives within open finance uh, what kind of data do you require and, and how accessible is it today well when it comes to like uh, uh, different use cases that's probably always like uh, from a use case to use case to think of what kind of a data we actually would need but to be uh, at the very up level i would say that there's a, at least four like uh, sources of data that we are looking at the moment and uh, one, one source of the data is surprisingly our own data because like many many old banks are using really old services so so it's not that easy always to get the, uh, the like uh, uh, apis which are available nowadays in every other places to to get the co- them connected to your like really old steam pan <laughs> at your mm-hmm. like uh, down downstairs mm-hmm. uh, then there's outside sources, of course, and and, and one one thing is the PSD two sources, and, and like I said, that uh, I have been surprised that they are not ready in every place. That I really thought that it, it's it's as mandatory that you simply must have those in place. But but the situation is quite quite good. Let's say 95 over percentage. Like at least there's in Finland and probably in Sweden at least the same. So so that that's in a quite good uh, condition right now. And but then there are, are like the open finance side, the other uh, banking or financial approach uh, products uh, on top of those uh, account or, or or paying services that PSD two is like offering right now. And th- those like I said. The, it's it's only like a well maybe a big banks who in most cases have a muscles enough to be a forerunners in, in many places and then uh, like a minor players which which might be which might have re-engineered uh, services or similar uh, compared to that, those but the problem with those is of course that uh, they are uh, when it comes to like regulated services such as PSD two. They are like a, not uh, well. 
there might be there might be some kind of a regulation concerning those as well. But uh, if if we have to be really careful that they are they are compliant also, because like I said, the banking is is trust trust business. And 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 uh, on top of those, maybe the fourth like the source of the data would be the uh, like uh, official data, so to speak. Uh, like I said, that in Finland at least there's like a many many like official uh, sources of, of different data points. There are like a, uh, data concerning your like a, uh, land land assets or forest assets or, or anything like that. So 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 at least those assets would be really nice to have a, to to some kind of a 360 view of of our customers' assets. So so. Yeah, on a general level, I would say that those four four data sources are like a, which are like really important and and uh, and so on for for us at the moment. Mm. Yeah. And speaking, you sort of answered my quest, next question there. But speaking of the sort of dream world that you wanna that you painted earlier about uh, the three sixty view of the client and 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 all of their uh, financial assets. Um, is there any data besides the the land and 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 the the forest uh, assets? Is there any any other data that you would require that you feel like okay, this is the dream data that would push everything forward? Or? <laughs> uh, probably there is, <laughs> uh, but, but <laughs> like to be honest, I haven't even had possibility to thought it so thoroughly, but because so so much to do still in like every place. Yeah, small steps. <laughs> well, yeah, small steps. Mm. Uh, what challenges are the biggest ones, in your opinion, in open finance innovation and bringing it to the next level in terms of new services and products? Mm. That's good questions. Uh, one thing is uh, like the lack of the knowledge. You know that that it's it's totally totally a new paradigm that you you don't eat. Uh, serve any more customer with your own products but you have to serve uh, him or her with every other products that, that him him or her might have so so one one really must have to twist their brain cells to like get in the mood of of the, of, of uh, developing those kind of services and uh, it, it really like uh, means much work internally or in your organization to get the experts uh, to like uh, understand the new paradigm and, uh, and get their like a uh, best knowledge to to help your you to develop those services and then again you have to have like a uh, top manage management to like be on the same level to have like a uh, uh, like a possibility to, to implement the services that's great and and what are your if you were to leave the listeners with sort of a tip or advice in terms of open finance and innovation and compliance and how to sort of combine all that to uh, providing great new customer experiences and products and services. Um, what would your advice be? Well, uh, I don't know if there's like a, <laughs> maybe that's a, like a more or less like some kind of advice for a life, but <laughs> I think that the <laughs> same goes on here that the, there's no other way but, but to jump to the cold water and try to sur- survive. And, and it's just it's just a new place that you have to go in and you have to do those things and, and, and not not like uh, 
wait and see like forever and ever. And and in terms of of uh, uh, open finance, you you mentioned some forerunners. Uh, what what are what are the best examples that you think in terms of companies that are leading the the open source uh, landscape, so to speak? Mm. You could think from this from like a two uh, point of view, and, and from the big company point of view, I would say Amazon is it's not an open finance company, but it is it's kind of an open ecosystem thing, and it's like a, I don't know any other company which would use as much, as much APIs in Amazon and the whole philosophy of doing it at the moment. So so that's that's the one to follow follow mm-hmm. there. And on the other hand, I would say that the, we have in Nordic countries many great examples of, of uh, uh, like uh, smaller companies uh, that have done really well and started way more like open banking was even there, let's say like Tink or Aya in Sweden and Denmark and, and many other good mm. examples also. But yeah. Yeah. So those are some companies to follow for everyone who's listening. And why not Roaring also? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roaring, of course. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kimo. It was great having you on the show. Great to be here. Thanks. You've been listening to an episode of a Roaring podcast by Roaring.io. Feel free to share it with your friend, colleague or peer if you liked it. If you wish to stay connected to us, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.